Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What an intense time it is. It is such an intense time. People are experiencing so much agitation coming up. I really did think that maybe, well, I guess I didn't think it. I hoped it. I hoped it. Open and a wishing that the equinox would have turned the tide, but there's just no respite. We are activated into the light, and the light is showing us everything that is coming up for healing. And we wish it to come up for healing because we are no longer interested in living in the dark. We're living in the light. And when the lights are fully on and they're bright, You see the dust bunnies. You see the spills and all the things that are not clean and clear and neat and tidy. And that's a good thing. So we can roll up our spiritual sleeves and do that inner work and stop blocking the flow of love. Yeah, baby. All right. Well, let's begin with a prayer, a blessing. Our topic today is the power of love, and I am stoked. I'm stoked, baby. (laughs) So we join together, hand on our heart. We are grateful and thankful to partner up and call forth a mighty, mighty healing. Born of the power of love, which resides in our heart, in our mind, in our activities, in our very essence, the very nature of our being. Love can never fail. And that's what we're born of. That's what we're made of. That is our true identity. Love can never fail, nor can we when we're partnered up. So we partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self in order to remember the truth, treasure the truth, love the truth, and live the truth. We are grateful and thankful to surrender illusions and delusions. We are willing to be truly helpful and to represent the one who sent us now and forever. We are on a mission from God. We work for God Incorporated. And in gratitude, we share the benefits with all of our brothers and sisters. So grateful, so thankful to simply let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 I'm stoked. I'm pumped. Part of it is I feel we are getting closer and closer to Easter. And it's the Christ light that is dawning in our mind. This is the time of the resurrection. And so it's the time of year when we can put the crucifixion behind us. This is what I'm focused on. And I'm so glad to be joining with you right now, whenever you're listening. Live or later, we are joined together, and I'm grateful. Somebody recently asked me, why is the name of this ministry, my ministry, your ministry, uh, called the Power of Love Ministry? And uh, so it's got me thinking about it. And I don't feel like I named the ministry. I feel like I was told what the name of the ministry is and what what happened was one day a long time ago I don't remember exactly when now but a long time ago maybe 20 years ago not sure I was sitting at Agape in Los Angeles where I had been I've been thousands of times and I was listening to the choir sing a song called The Power of Love And maybe I was one of the singers because I was in that Agape International Spiritual Center Choir for 11 years, 11 wonderful years. I love singing those songs so very much. I've been thinking lately of 
geez, could I find anything even remotely like a choir I'd like to sing in here in Vermont? I don't know. I don't know. And how much driving would be involved? Because I'm, I'm in the middle of a national forest, really, and uh, not near very much. Anyway, Power of Love was a song that uh, Agape's choir was singing. And, you know, sometimes we call it that little voice in my head, the still small voice, the voice for God, said, that's the name of your ministry, the power of love. And I love that song, the power of love. It's a song that was written by Ricky Byers and Michael Beckwith. She wrote the music and probably some of the lyrics, and he wrote the other lyrics, It's a beautiful song. You can hear it easily on YouTube. And I do, if you're a YouTuber, of course I have a channel there, Jennifer H. Hadley. And uh, you can subscribe to my channel and get my videos when I put them out. And a lot of these radio shows, these podcast episodes, are on YouTube with closed captioning so that those who are... Uh, challenged to hear things, uh, they can go and read, uh, read along and listen. So it's also a great tool for people who, for whom English is a second language. And uh, I'm I'm conscious of our beloved folks in the deaf community. That's why we've transcribed so many of the trans. The, these podcasts uh, for people, and we have transcription, live transcription on the um, Sundays with Spirit services, and almost everything we do on video has some aspect of transcription to it, uh, because back when I uh, was starting in classes at Agape, back in the mid-90s, uh, my first prayer partner that I ever had, uh, Liz Racy, she is and was married to Paul Racy, who is the son of deaf parents. So he's the child of deaf parents. And he um, and Liz both be- became uh, very expert sign language interpreters, very involved in the deaf community. And uh, at Agape, in my practitioner training class, we had a, a member of our class who um, is deaf. And so I just became very conscious of the, or somewhat conscious, I'll say, of the deaf world. And uh, it's on my mind right now, in part because Paul Racy just got nominated last week for an Academy Award for his acting in the movie Sound of Metal, which is about someone who goes deaf, and Paul plays the one who is the um, runner of the house that the, the person who goes deaf comes to live in. And um, so 72 years old. This is Paul's first major feature-length film. He's been an actor basically his whole adult life. And he got an Academy Award uh, nomination. And, and Paul is a um, devoted prayer practitioner and has been a prayer partner of mine since the... for. 20-some years, and uh, his wife Liz and I still meet and pray uh, very frequently. Not every week. Liz doesn't uh, isn't always available every week, but especially now that Paul's uh, on this track, having been nominated for an Academy Award. Anyway, I say all this to say that Power of Love is a, a powerful song. Uh, Liz used to be in the choir with me, too. And uh, you can find it at my YouTube channel. 
So just letting you know other things at the YouTube channel. Uh, I have a, a playlist, a song list called Masterful Living Songs, songs I love to listen to. So uh, you can listen to that play- playlist. And I don't know about you, but I listen to YouTube in the car. I don't watch YouTube in the car, but I listen to it. I can play it. It's a great resource. So I listen to all kinds of things there. And you can listen to, I don't know how many episodes of this we have there with the closed captioning. So if English is a second language for you, there are lots of options to listen and read if that's something you're ever interested in. You can read transcripts at livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash podcast, or you can read the closed captioning at uh, my YouTube channel, Jennifer H. Hadley. And Power of Love is not just a song, and it's not just a theory. It is the very nature of the power that God is and that we are. It's love that is the power in God. One of the great things about spirit is that there's nothing outside of spirit, nothing in addition to spirit, nothing in opposition to spirit, nothing working against spirit. Because only love is real, and love is all there is. God is love, and that is the only power there is. There is no other power. So aligning with the only power there is is a very good idea. (laughs) It is the mighty I am that I am. Now, thinking about the power of love, feeling into the very nature of the power of love, I feel it's really valuable to recognize that love is not just one of the spiritual qualities of God, but that all the spiritual qualities are born of love. That's how I think of it. In the same way that when we see white light or sunlight, which sunlight isn't necessarily white, but that white light includes a whole spectrum of light that we can see refracted when we look at a rainbow. And so those different Aspects of light, the purple, the green, the orange, the pink, the red, the yellow, all of these different colors of the rainbow are aspects of that white light, just like joy and freedom and wholeness and prosperity, wisdom, clarity, harmony, freedom, All these spiritual qualities are aspects of love. Where there's no love, we're not going to experience those other spiritual qualities. So when we bring love to a situation, we're bringing everything. We're bringing the beauty and the freedom and the wholeness and the harmony, and all of the spiritual qualities. When we are holding a grudge, holding a grievance, holding an attack thought, we are blocking the flow of love. Love holds no grievances. So our job is to teach only love, for that is what we are. We are These spiritual qualities. We are the kingdom of God. We are the treasure of God. So if we're holding on to a resentment, a regret, a hurt, something that we blame or some kind of guilt or shame, some jealousy, some anger, all of that blocks the flow of love. Love renews us, restores us, revives us, refreshes us. It lifts us up, regardless of what we've chosen and for how long we've chosen it. 
we could spend lifetime after lifetime after lifetime as a murderous, thieving, conniving, lying person, and still the grace of God is ours now and forever. I uh, there's in in um, chapter twenty five. There's a section entitled the special function talks about grace and I'm just going to share this from paragraph 3 the wish to see calls down the grace of God upon your eyes and brings the gift of light that makes sight possible the wish to see calls down the grace of God upon your eyes and brings the gift of light that makes sight possible. What I hear in this is your willingness to see calls down the grace of God into your sight so that you can actually see what's real, what's true, and not perception and projection. Now, Grace, I, 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 this morning it was clear to me that Spirit is, is uh, inviting me to do the topic of grace next week, which I will. And grace is so amazing. That's why that we love that song, Amazing Grace. Once I was blind, but now I see. And it is the willingness to see our brothers and sisters, and how valuable they are, how important they are, and to not condemn one of them lest we feel condemned too. So if we condemn one of our brothers and sisters, we are condemning ourselves. We are here to know, to remember, to see, and to value the truth. The wish to see the willingness to see, the desire to see, calls down the grace of God upon our eyes. How wonderful is that? At times like this, when there's so much irritation in the world, so much frustration in the world, and many, many people are experiencing extreme divisiveness, now we have this wonderful gift of the first, there's the virus, now there's the vaccine. And the vaccine is generating the opportunity to choose separation and divisiveness all over the place. People keep asking me, are you going to get the vaccine? Are you going to get the vaccine? What do you think about the vaccine? Well, <laughs> Everybody's got different thoughts and ideas and beliefs about it. There's so much divisiveness. I'm, I'm really not interested in having that conversation. I'm interested in knowing the highest and best for all, which doesn't mean that I'm ignorant or I'm burying my head in the sand, uh, but simply that I am not interested in arguing with people about the vaccine or making them wrong or bad for their choices. Let's not make it real. And that is challenging. That is super, super challenging. So we are given this wonderful tool. And you, you probably... Remember from the Course, it's often quoted. Oh my gosh, it's one of the most frequently quoted things from the Course that I hear. Non-Course students, but Course students too. It's this. And it, it, this I'm, I'm taking from Chapter 5, Section 6, Paragraph 12. Now you must learn that only infinite patience produces immediate effects. Only infinite patience produces immediate effects. Hmm, interesting. Then Jesus says, 
This is the way in which time is exchanged for eternity. Infinite patience calls upon infinite love, and by producing results now, it renders time unnecessary. We have repeatedly said that time is a learning device to be abolished when it is no longer useful. The Holy Spirit who speaks for God in time also knows that time is meaningless. He reminds you of this in every passing moment of time because it is the Holy Spirit's special function to return you to eternity and remain to bless your creations there. The Holy Spirit is the only blessing you can truly give because the Holy Spirit is truly blessed. Because the Holy Spirit has been given you freely by God, you must give the Holy Spirit as you received the Holy Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit is sometimes called the voice for love. So, this this that I just shared leads into the decision for God. That there is a voice that speaks for God in our mind all the time, and that is the Holy Spirit. So infinite patience produces immediate effects. Effects. Remember, we live in the world of cause and effect. So now, add the word only. Only infinite patience produces immediate effects. Only. That is the grace of God, and that is the power of love. Because if we are willing to have patience, infinite patience, then we are in our loving heart. Then we are not taking this world personally anymore. Only infinite patience produces immediate effects. Infinite patience. Infinite patience is an ability that's already been given to us. We've not valued it, and so it's atrophied. Just like if you didn't use your core muscles to be able to sit up straight, or if you don't use certain faculties, abilities, you may seem to lose them, right? We, it seems like we can forget to ride a bike if we don't ride a bike for 50 years. But the ability is still there. We can bring it back. Only infinite patience produces immediate effects. Now, one of the, the things that uh, A Course in Miracles talks about is the unhealed healer. Now, remember that in the chapter 2, where it talks about being truly helpful, I'll share that here, Just it's so precious to us. I'm here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent God who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because the one who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever God wishes, knowing God goes there with me. And here's the really beautiful, valuable part to us in this moment. I will be healed as I let Spirit teach me to heal. Sometimes I change out the masculine pronouns and whatnot. So it's, I will be healed as I let Him teach me to heal. I will be healed as I let the Holy Spirit teach me to heal. I will be healed as I let love teach me to heal. I will be healed as I allow the power of love in me to broadcast to my brothers and sisters, to have, give all to all. Love is our healer. 
That is the power of love because it heals any false identification we have as being not good enough, wrong, bad, unworthy, unlovable. That's the truth of it. That is the truth of it. So right now we can choose the power of love in our heart, in our mind, and we will be transformed by the renewing of our mind. The restoration happens infinite Patience, only infinite patience produces immediate effects. So powerful. And I have learned to apply that, that when I feel impatient, when I feel upset and annoyed and frustrated, Holy Spirit, this is the perfect time to help me cultivate infinite patience and experience the immediate effects which are patience (laughs) coming into the now moment oh my goodness it's time for me to take a break (sighs) i'm jennifer hadley and you are listening to a course of miracles on unity online radio we're living the love we're walking the talk and i'll be right Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. Thank you so much for coming back. We're talking about the power of love. The power of love heals our life. It reveals divine grace. And it is what we use... To remember our true identity. Yes. And just before I jump into that topic, I'm going to make a couple of announcements here of things that are coming up. One of the things you can do if you'd like to stay in touch with the events, go to jenniferhadley.com forward slash events. You can also text the word events to the number 53557. You can text the word events to the number 53557. And we have a bunch of events that are coming up. Not all are open for registration, but what is open for registration now is my Stop Playing Small Retreat. I'm doing it online again at the end of April. And I'm going to just take a quick minute to tell you a little bit about it. So it's over the course of eight days. We do four days on, three days off, four days on. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Last two weekends in April. And it's three hours a day. That way, most people can arrange their schedule to join us. And uh, we're in different time zones all over the world. And so we, you'll have to check and see what uh, the timing is for you. But we try to find a time that will work for almost everybody. And people don't have to get up too, too, too early, not in the middle of the night or stay up into the middle of the night. So that we do our best with that. And I I do think that this is one of my most wonderful retreats. It is so productive. So it's about eliminating the blocks to love and the programming that we have, the false beliefs. It's about really transforming the false beliefs and the false identification. And I, I love that people tell me, it was such a turning point for them to be able to do it and that they made such progress in such a short period of time and they really kept that momentum going. So it is about no longer playing small in our relationships, no longer playing small in loving ourselves, 
no longer playing small in terms of how we think about ourselves and what's possible. So it's not about people who want to be famous or uh, somehow start doing things like, oh, starting an acting career or, or anything like that. It's just about whatever the blocks to love that you're experiencing in your day-to-day living. It's about really tackling that and opening up the floodgates of love and the healing, the transformation that happens is exceptional and it's a lot of fun. People always are surprised at how much fun we can have doing so so much healing. So it is eight days of three hours a day and there's a good 30 to 60 minutes of homework each of those days so that we can be super productive in our gathering time. And, oh, so wonderful. And we have such a beautiful group of people. It's really, really extraordinary. So if it calls to you, go to the events page at jenniferhadley.com, find the link there, take a look. Now, one of the things I'm doing is with, uh, I'm offering a $500 discount on finding freedom if you take Stop Playing Small. So if you do the combination of finding freedom with Stop Playing Small, even if you do Stop Playing Small the next time I do it, you can get a $500 discount on the package of those two either by signing up for Finding Freedom or signing up for Stop Playing Small. And so we're going to be doing starting Finding Freedom at the end of May. So if you do Stop Playing Small, you'll have a nice break and then be able to start Finding Freedom, probably with a lot of people who were in Stop Playing Small. And that combination is really nice, too. I was listening to... um, one of the calls with some of the Masterful Living community, and they were saying how uh, they didn't realize that by being a part of this community, they would make real treasured friends with people all over the world. And uh, that is one of the cool things about our community, is we are all over and many different countries, and so we come together. It's It's really, really lovely. And then briefly, I'm going to tell you, parenting class is coming. It's not open for registration yet. The depression demolition program, that's coming. It's not open for registration yet, but probably uh, by next week. And so those are coming. We've got, of course, more that's coming. All right. So... Going back to the power of love, Lesson 68, if you've been listening for a while, you know this is my favorite lesson. It's Love Holds No Grievances. And in that, in paragraph 3 of Lesson 68, Jesus tells us, It is as sure that those who hold grievances will suffer guilt as it is certain Those who forgive will find peace. It is as sure that those who hold grievances will forget who they are, as it is certain that those who forgive will remember. Forgiveness is an act of love. It is an expression of love. So when we're forgiving, what we're doing is we're letting go of our attachment to the blocks to love. That's what true forgiveness is. For true forgiveness is relinquishing our attachment to our interpretations and the meaning we made of things. Those are the grievances. Those are the regrets and the resentments and the guilt and the blame and the shame. When we are willing to let those things go, our attachments to those ideas and those beliefs, those perceptions and those projections, when we're willing to let go of seeing ourselves as a victim, being crucified by another, that's when the love will flow. 
so in this time, as we're coming to that time of remembering the crucifixion of Jesus the Christ, it's a time for us to look within, am I crucifying myself? If you feel like you are, if you feel like somebody else is crucifying you, I encourage you to go back into the archive of this podcast. Remember, we're coming up to 500 episodes here pretty quick. In the archive, you can search for the word resurrection. And in there, I do discuss, that was around Easter in 2017, and I do discuss crucifixion, resurrection, and uh, I have a feeling another episode on that topic is coming up here quick. (laughs) It's so helpful for us to recognize when we're holding in our mind this belief in crucifixion, that anybody else could crucify us. That's a grievance. That's a big-time grievance. Think of all that Christianity has made of the crucifixion to the point where people feel so guilty and ashamed around the crucifixion. That's the opposite of bringing love, making people feel ashamed and guilty. And haven't we all done that? Haven't we all attempted to crucify others? Haven't we all felt crucified? So the way out of that is the cultivating the interest in the infinite patience, in the loving but no grievances. We, we can't hold on to grievances and hope to be loving. So this is why we learn to love what feels unlovable. And one of the tools that I've used to do that in my life is to say, Spirit, I don't know how to love this person. I don't know how to bring love into this situation. But you do. You do. Teach me how to be loving when I don't feel like it. I can be willing even when I don't feel like it. That's a superpower that I have. This is the superpower of the Christ in my mind. And I am choosing to activate it right now, to access it right now. I'm interested in that infinite patience, that pure, perfect love. That's my true identity. So I'm willing to give up any identity of myself as a victim or a victimizer. I'm willing to see the Christ in myself and in my brothers and sisters. I will be healed as I let Spirit teach me to heal. I am so willing. I'm so interested in that. There's nothing I'm more interested in. And as we open our heart and allow love to extend through us, Remember, to have, give all to all, to have love, to have renewal, to have resurrection, offer it to our brothers and sisters. I am the resurrection and the life. I am is the resurrection and the life. I am is the way, the truth, and the life. The I am presence which is our own holiness, our own magnificence, already pre-installed, already there for us. To remember, we have to forget. (laughs) To remember the truth and the power of love in us, we must be willing to forget all the attachments we have to the grievances. At the end of chapter 16, section 7 is about the end of illusions. And it ends with this beautiful prayer. 
this is paragraph 12, section 7 in chapter 16, where Jesus says this beautiful prayer. Forgive us our illusions, Father, and help us to accept our true relationship with you, in which there are no illusions and where none can ever enter. Our holiness is yours. What can there be in us that needs forgiveness when yours is perfect? The sleep of forgetfulness is only the unwillingness to remember your forgiveness and your love. Let us not wander into temptation, for the temptation of the Son of God is not your will. And let us receive only what you have given and accept but this into the minds which you created and which you love. Amen. Now I'm going to read this again, and I'm going to change the word Father to Spirit. And instead of making it us, I'm going to make it individual, me. And I'm inviting you to join me in in this prayer. And when we, even replacing the word Father with, we can think of it as Spirit, our own higher Holy Spirit self. All right, so here we go. Forgive me my illusions, Spirit, and help me to accept my true relationship with you, in which there are no illusions and where none can ever enter. My holiness is yours. What can there be in us that needs forgiveness when your forgiveness is perfect? The sleep of forgetfulness is only the unwillingness to remember your forgiveness and your love. Let me not wander into temptation. For the temptation of the Son of God is not your will. And let me receive only what you have given and accept but this into my mind, which you created and which you love. Amen. (laughs) So let us receive only what Spirit has given us and no illusions, no delusions, Only the truth that sets us free. Only love is real. Only love is real. Teach only love, for that is what we are. So the power of love in us will undo all the belief that we've ever had in the illusion. The power of love in us is our restoration, our renewal. Because all the decrepitness, all the illusion and delusion of our unworthiness, all of that stems from lack of love. For me, focusing on giving up the grudges and the grievances, the opinions and the judgments, those projections and perceptions... That, that's every day, working on that every day, and being willing every day has made all the difference in the world. Willingness is an expression of love. It's a willingness to love, and that's all that's required. So in my experience, when I let go of the blocks to love, then the love is already there. The patience is already there. The freedom, the joy, the harmony, the abundance, the prosperity, the wholeness, the wisdom, the clarity, the harmony, all of those spiritual qualities are right there when I relinquish the blocks to love. And sometimes we don't really know what's bothering us. It's hard to tell sometimes, but we can tell something is bothering us. And that's when we can reach out to our own holiness, 
that higher Holy Spirit self and say, whatever this is, whatever this is, this itchy, scratchy feeling, this malaise, this, I don't need this anymore. I'm willing to surrender this, to let it go forever. I'm not going to let it keep me playing small and living in lack and limitation. That's the thing is, the all the ways that we're playing small and living in lack and limitation, many of us have lost track of them. We don't even realize what they are. I see this more and more in, in people because I'm able to see it more and more in myself. Like, oh, wow, there is a block to love. I never noticed it before. It's the assumptions that we make. Sometimes people will say to me, well, I just assumed you wouldn't be interested. I'm like, oh, what about me makes you think I wouldn't be interested? Oh, well, I just figure you have more interesting things to do. Oh, what makes you think that spending time with you isn't interesting or that it wouldn't be meaningful to me? Oh, well, you see, and it's their projection. It's their projection. Yeah, we all we all are engaged in it. And fortunately, and analyzing it is not helpful. It doesn't speed up the healing at all. The one thing that speeds up the healing is the willingness to be loving, to see from a loving perspective. So that's one tool that we have in our toolbox, is to be able to be willing to see with the eyes of love. To be able to look at our brothers and sisters with loving kindness. Our willingness is the only thing that's required to do that. Now, I've counseled many people who have been uh, really upset, really depressed, really bothered, and they have no willingness to forgive things that... Uh, they are not willing to give up the meaning they made of things. They're not willing to give up their interpretations of things. And so they are investing their precious life force, their spiritual energy, and the power of love in them in holding themselves back living in lack and limitation because they're not willing to give up their grudge, their grievance, their perception and the meaning they made of it. And many times the meaning that people make of things is you treated me badly because you think I'm not worthwhile. But I can tell you after being a counselor for two decades so many people who treat others badly, it's not because they don't believe that per- person is worthwhile. It's really not. It's when you drill down into it, they don't believe themselves to be worthwhile, and they're just projecting it out onto others. So in in this past week, uh, we've had this, we had this attack on these eight, Uh, Asian American women and uh, murdered and I it has brought to our attention how many Asians particularly in America but I know in other countries too uh, folks are feeling this intense prejudice being blamed for the coronavirus simply because they're of Asian ancestry it's insanity racism is insanity and so one thing we can do is we can extend love to those who are experiencing racism in any way, shape, or form. 
which means those who are prejudiced as well as those who experience prejudice projected onto them. I've met very few people in my life who don't have prejudices. I have prejudices. I discover them on a regular basis. <laughs> and I, I'm turning them over. I'm interested in having them be transformed. And love is the only power I know that can do that. And that is what I am remembering myself to be, is a loving presence, truly helpful in this world. And I am being taught to heal. And that is what is healing me. My willingness to be a healing, loving presence in this world is my willingness to fulfill my purpose. People often would like to know how to live their purpose and fulfill their purpose. Demonstrating the power of love, living the power of love, shining and sharing the power of love, witnessing the power of love in our brothers and sisters. This is our purpose. We are here to be truly helpful, and that's how we can be truly helpful, is to relinquish all attachments to the illusion and the delusion, the stories we've made up and projected onto ourselves and to the world, to remember the truth. This is our purpose. To represent the one who sent us, which is to live from our loving heart. And it is the kind of thing that we are designed to be able to do perfectly. This is how we've been created, to do it perfectly. And our willingness is all that's required. So every day gives us new opportunities to see where we can offer up the blocks to love. We're choosing to give up lack, attack, limitation, and separation and to stand in the power of love. Yes. Love is true prosperity. Yes. Oh, big thank you to those who donate to support this podcast. If you value this podcast, won't you consider that too? You can go to acimtexts.com and set up a recurring donation so easily. Let's pray. So grateful to bless the whole world with our loving heart. So grateful and thankful that we have already been given all these blessings to share. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen.